Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, guys, today I am hosting the show by myself. No big deal. Chris and the rest of the team are just super busy uh, throughout the month of November here. It's been really crazy at the shop. Please keep calling in. Uh, keep emailing us. We really appreciate everybody who's been reaching out. Uh, today, I am going to go through a list of upgrades for each one of the 6.6 liter Duramaxes that are currently out on the market. I wanted to to put the upgrade list together so you guys have at least a recommendation of what we would do to take these trucks up to their reasonable limits. Some of these, if you're starting from scratch and including like a built transmission, you could be talking about a fifteen dollars or $16,000 budget to do this stuff, assuming you're going to do the labor. Some of these parts are quick and easy and things that you can do in the driveway and are only going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. So let's dive in. Um, first of all, we'll start with the LB7. That's your 01 to 04 Duramax. Uh, we always start with tuning. So you'll notice all of these. The first thing we would do to a truck is put a, an EFI Live or an Easy Link, if applicable, tune on there. Uh, so with these, we start off with the Spade switchable tuning. Um, and of course, I would always include TCM tuning and your switch on the fly switch. So e easy stuff there. Uh, you can flash the ECM through through the AutoCal or Spade hardware. Uh, you're going to get everything you need. It's a full-on custom tune. Next thing uh, really common on these is an S&B intake. Honestly, any cold air intake. I've even with, had guys with LB7s cut out the bottom of the box, uh, the stock factory air box, and make just as much horsepower. The aftermarket ones are nicer and the filters are a little bit better. Just please, please, please make sure you stick with a dry filter. Do not run an oiled filter in a Duramax. Uh, I do like the LB7 intake air horn. It's not a required mod unless we're going to start to really lean on it. So if you're going to go to like a built trans and things like that, then you're really going to see the benefits of the intake air horn. Um, but j just as a basic cheap one to be able to do in the driveway uh, at night, no big deal. Uh, then there's the fast lift pump. Again, any lift pump uh, it would be fine with. We work with fast because they're awesome and their pumps always work. So that's what we've stuck with throughout the years. Uh, they also, the new ones are super quiet. So I'll give it to them on that. Uh, I like a set of gauges. You can do dash or you could do pillar gauges. That's fine. Or some other creative gauge options out there. I like to keep it simple and I like to keep it clean. So the Edge Insight CTS-3 monitor is 100% my choice. If you're going to do that, don't be a cheap ass. Spring for the EGT probe. It's an extra 130 bucks. It's really a no-brainer. Uh, next thing's next. I know a lot of guys here would then say jump into a built transmission. But to be honest with you, looking back over some of our research, we find a lot of guys with a stock transmission end up needing a turbo upgrade at some point, uh, especially on these older trucks. So jumping into like an LB7 Stealth 64 G2 or a drop-in upgrade turbo is going to be a great idea. If you know you're going to build it in the future and you're not towing at elevation regularly, you could even opt to go up to the 67 G2. So bigger turbo, we'll talk about that in future episodes. Uh, a set of tie rod sleeves are always a good idea. It's a GM. Uh, honestly, if you can do like the whole kryptonite front end package or, or equivalent, um, I would strongly suggest that. But at a bare minimum at this power level, throw a set of tie rod sleeves on it because the first time you go to do a burnout, 
it's going to be really embarrassing if, if you snap a tie rod. So uh, traction bars, we're starting to put power to this truck. It's starting to to really be noticeable. Most of our customers at least are going to test the limits of it, whether that's with towing or having fun. Uh, a set of traction bars is going to keep that axle planted um, and plain, so exactly where we need it to be at all times. From here, the next thing you're going to do is upgrade the transmission. So at Duramax Tuner, we offer the DT550 or DT750 build. Um, by the time you start getting into doing clutches, steels, torque converter, you're probably looking minimum $4,500. Uh, it's going to go up from there. So as you start to add components, you're going to start to run into more. Now, we are currently running a special if you want to upgrade your DT550 or 750 to a six-speed uh, we'll include that six-speed conversion kit. It's usually eighteen seventy-five. It's a thousand dollars off right now, so you actually pick it up for eight seventy-five. A lot of guys are going to talk about head studs, CP3, and injectors. It is more common in an LB7 to have a blown head gasket. If you have a blown head gasket, you'd be crazy not to stud it at that point during that repair. Um, but I think preemptively doing head studs on these trucks probably not where I would spend my money. I I would wait to see what happens. There's a, a lot of trucks we see making at 600 horsepower that that don't have head studs in it. Now, the heavier abuse and the guys who run, you, you know, more aggressive tuning and high timing numbers and all all of those things, they're going to be much more prone to having head gasket failure. Uh, LB7 CP3s, you're, you're they're just their old trucks. I mean, at best, it's a 16 year old truck right now. It's probably going to need a CP3 if you just bought it today and it's never had one. They don't last forever. It's like every other moving part. Uh, the injectors, pretty notorious that stock injectors have a lot of problems. A lot of remands out there um, that are pretty garbage. So, of course, we would only work with Exergy on those. So we would do a set of Exergy Sportsman CP3. Or I'm sorry, a set of Exergy Sportsman injectors and then an Exergy Sportsman CP3 as well. And that should pretty much wrap up your build. If you're going to go farther than that in this truck, you're going to need bigger fuel. And then you're very quickly going to get into the bottom end where we're, we're starting to talk about, about a full engine build. Uh, the LLY, your 04.5-05 trucks, very similar path here. So I'm just I'm, I'm going to run through this one a little bit quicker, and we'll talk about some of the potential upgrades as, uh, after this. Um, so, of course, we're going to do the EFI live tuning, engine and trans. We're going to do the intake. It's a huge, huge deal to do the LLY turbo mouthpiece uh, that honestly should be right after you do the tuning, or maybe if you, you if you haven't done the tuning yet and you're saving up for the tuning, go and get the turbo mouthpiece. It's like two or 300 bucks. Um, it's a big deal on these. So there's a great video over it. Duramax Tuner's YouTube channel that explains why you have to have one. Uh, S&B intake, of course, Edge Insight CTS, EGT probe, uh, tie rod sleeves, traction bars, uh, all of those are the same. Um, same thing with the lift pump. You're going to need the lift pump in there as well. Uh, fuel pressure relief valve. So once we get into the 04 and a half to 2010 Duramaxes, we need to start doing this, this race plug. So it replaces the relief valve in the common rail uh, with a hard plug. You'll never need the relief valve. It'll never protect you from anything. The only thing it'll do is cause you problems, and you'll never have an issue because of changing to a race plug. So strong suggestion there. They're also like 80 bucks or 50 bucks or something, so it's, it's super cheap. The job sucks. Uh, in most of these trucks, it's located right behind the glow plug control module, uh, so to get to it is a knuckle buster. But once you get it done, you're done. You never have to worry about it again. Uh, the other thing here is we're going to go to a VVT 
Stealth 64 Turbo. It's still a drop-in turbo, stock replacement, uh, but it's upgraded all with the internals. Those are good for 640 horsepower. Uh, if you're going to build your truck down the road bigger than that, again, you could look at the 67 G2 option or a compound turbo kit. Either one are, are great directions to go. Then upgraded trans, again, DT550, DT750 uh, from us. Uh, you can look around. There's all sorts of places that do transmissions. I will say the ones that from Duramax Tuner, you can get that 6B conversion kit included with it. And also, you know you're getting 100% the right parts done the right way. Uh, so that's always nice. On these trucks, on the on the LLYs, and as we get into the, the next generation, it's much more common to get into manifolds and up pipes. Uh, intercoolers, intercooler pipes, down pipes. Yes, those parts are available for the LB7. If you're going to do the turbo, you're probably going to do the down pipe at that time. Uh, if you have a hole in the intercooler, you're probably going to do a new intercooler and, and upgrade it at that time. But you're not going to get huge gains from it, um, you, or you're not going to measure huge gains from it. In the LLYs, because of the air restriction issues and overheating issues, we run into doing these much, much sooner. Uh, so I find a lot of guys are actually jumping on on parts like this right away. You have to know what you're getting into. Uh, so, so at manifolds and up pipes, that's a thousand bucks. Intercooler could easily run you twelve hundred bucks. Intercooler pipes, if you want them powder coated and what color, all of that's more money. So so you start adding up really quickly. I would start with the base recommendations. And then if I need to, or if I still find I have a need on the other side, then I would work my way back and kind of hit some of these others on the list. Uh, LBZ, almost the exact same, except no turbo mouthpiece. So so you're going to do EFI live tuning, an intake, digital gauges in a pro, EGT probe, uh, fuel pressure relief valve, tie rod sleeve, traction bars. You're still looking at the VVT64 or the VVT67G2 or equivalent. Compounds, also great option. Uh, built transmission. We don't see the manifolds and up pipes as often unless you're really building a, a balls-out competition truck. For an LBC, I, I, this may just be my personal history with these trucks. Yes, guys do them. Yes, they're available. Pretty much the exact same benefits as there would be from, from doing it on, on an LLY or any other vehicle. Uh, I just I, I think we don't blow out the bellows as often. Or maybe the trucks aren't as old, so we haven't rusted through the bellows as often. Um but intercooler is probably a little bit more common here. Uh, if you want to start taking your LLY, LBZ, LMM further, uh, you're going to start talking about a fuel system. So turbo is good for 640 horsepower if you do like a drop-in 64. Um, but then you're, you're, you're limited by the fuel. So if you have a stock set of injectors, stock CP3, those both tap out around 600 horsepower. So if you want to get up above and beyond that, now we're talking about getting into that that 30%, 60%, 100% over injectors, depending on how far you want to take it, and then matching that with a 10 mil or a 12 mil CP3 pump. Um, of course, we would always get our high-pressure components from Exergy, just like we would always get our intercooler pipes, uh, all, all of our powder coating, and all of our traction bars from WC Fab. Uh, and that's going to roll over and continue to be true as we get into the LMLs. Uh, the 2011 to 2016 Duramaxes, we saw a bunch of changes there. So so the suggestions are, are a little bit different. One, we have an option to get into EasyLink, uh, which I think is a great tuning option for you or a tuning choice. Uh, so it's a, a little bit 
little bit more user-friendly platform as well as you're getting the same great tunes and you're getting them faster and you're getting updates quicker and you're getting other files that that you can find out that we support faster it's just it, it's all around a benefit to the customer um of course you're going to need the lsp5 switch so that's your switch on the fly switch the intake the lift pumps are really really crucial on these trucks i would 100 percent not drive my truck without a lift pump and i'd probably add a sump along with that uh, as I look at the CTS-3 monitor, that's more important now because now we have emissions equipment that we have to monitor. So so we're going to really want to keep an eye on soot grams, uh, which CTS Edge will let you do that. Um, so that, that, again, just more crucial. Fuel system saver from Exergy is another great part on these trucks, as well as if you really want to just never know you'll never have an issue, you upgrade to the 10 mil CP4 stroker pump. Um and then again, we can get into our transmissions, we can get into our tie rod sleeves, our WC Fab traction bars, our WC Fab intercooler pipes, uh, all of those. We can get into the intercooler. The great thing about the LML is you can hit some of those more expensive stages later on. So, riding at 500 horsepower on an LB7, you're definitely going to need a transmission. But riding at 500 horsepower on an LML, you could do that on the stock trans. Uh, the, the, Torque converter holds up, clutches hold up. We we really don't have any issues. So so that means that once we are looking at that 640 or we want to go beyond that mark, now we only need a small set of injectors because they're piezo-based injectors. And then also now we're into a situation where we're getting a lot more bang for our buck on that top end. So as we add turbos, as we add um, pumps, things like that, we're seeing a lot higher rate of return for our money. Uh, so the LML, I, I know I'm definitely preferential to that i think that's always been one of my favorite platforms uh the l5p now the l5p raise that bar again but pricing for for these parts goes up a, a little bit traction bars you could still get traction bars wc fab has an awesome uh transmission thermostat bypass um of, of course you could shop around and find yourself some built transmissions custom tuning is double to triple the cost of what it is on the previous model trucks so there, there's a significant increase in that investment but you can hit 550 horsepower on tune only literally no other parts on the truck put a custom tune on it 550 horsepower uh measured at the rear wheels that's just that's hard to beat uh so so that that's your l5p i think we're going to see a turbo upgrade very soon uh, if you guys haven't checked it out jump over to duramaxtuner.com uh, or duramax tuners facebook page uh the stealth l5p 67 g2 is in the final stages of testing so really excited to find out more about that uh, uh previously we had had a chance to actually talk with one of our guys in the machine shop who's been working on, on the r&d side of the l5p stealth 67 g2 so i thought we would leave you guys today with an interview that i got to do with dylan talking more about the development of that turbo Dylan is our senior machinist over here at Calibrated Power, home of Duramax Tuner. How the hell are you? Fantastic. <laughs> now, Dylan, uh, give our listeners a little bit of your background here with the company uh, and tell us a little bit about what you do here in, in the machine shop. Yeah, so doing tool and die work and stuff like that. So I worked at a job shop, um, you know, worked with a lot of different things, never really cast irons and stuff till we came here. Um, yeah, ever since I've got into this role, I've been... You know, we took a lot of the old cuts and everything. We've kind of redeveloped a lot of new stuff, uh, tighter tolerances, you know, just a lot of, uh, you know, new improvements here. So. 
Okay, yeah. I mean, over in the machine shop, you guys are building our Stealth Turbo line. Right. Uh, so so we've seen that line exist, God, since like 2014 or something like that. Uh, and over the years, we've seen even like the Stealth 64, the LB7 Stealth 64, the original Stealth Turbo, that's had some development over time. So that's not the exact same turbo in 2020 as it was back in like 2015. Right. Uh, so when you talk about tighter tolerances, what does what that? How does that impact somebody who's buying the turbo? What does that mean for for the end user? Right. So you're getting better drivability, uh, better, you know, smoke control, different things. Um, you know, performance. You're getting a lot better performance. So you're not. It's not laggy. You know, everything's just really flowing. You know, perfect through these turbos. Um, you know, with over time, we kind of figure out more things. We get you know warranties to come back every now and then, and we take a look at them, and we can take that and grow from there and learn more and figure out all right what can we do from you know this point why did this fail is it something that we did is it something on their side and then we kind of take that and just keep growing off of it so you know from that we've taken you know we've taken on especially with the whole set lots of different cuts um you know opening up different pieces inside the turbo just for more more air better airflow i mean it's just it seems like you know we've really came a long way from what it started off as absolutely man absolutely and and we can see it you know as the as that line of products has become more and more popular and more and more guys are running the stealth turbo it's also meant more development and more r&d into new products and that's one of the reasons i wanted to bring you on today uh we just released a video over at duramax tuner talking about the l5p stealth turbo development and you are somebody who's been directly involved on that project i would say probably heading that project up Uh, i was wondering if you could just share with our podcast listeners a little bit about that turbo and that that development process yeah so that one you know with it being a borg warner turbo now everything that we had is just you know it's a new whole new beginnings <laughs> so it's uh it's been you know really interesting from the vein cage coming in you know we had a lot of different you know just figuring out how we're going to make this work what we're going to do you know everybody else is well you know, there's other people that come out with things just putting a compressor wheel in and, you know, up, sure. upgrading the turbine size a little bit. But, you know, in order to follow the true, you know, like 67, just the, you know, stealth series fashion, we're trying to make her, you know, make her right. <laughs> so, yeah, throwing the uh, bigger vein cage in, you know, figuring out the ways that we can, you know, basically take this thing to the whole next level. So, yeah. Now, the vein cage is something I want to talk about specifically because I... I don't know of any other turbos that have a vein cage as opposed to a unison ring and some veins. So if you've ever looked inside of a variable vein or variable geometry turbo, it generally has these little uh, kind of teardrop-shaped fins Mm -hmm. inside of it that direct exhaust flow uh, on the turbine side, so on the exhaust side of your turbo. There's then generally an actuator of some sorts on the outside of the turbo that's controlled most often electronically, I think always electronically, uh, and that, that'll actually adjust the unison ring, which will shift the the opening that those little teardrop shapes kind of allow. So yeah. it increases or decreases exhaust flow around the turbine wheel. Yeah. Um, the, the L5P kind of took that to the next level. So we've seen veins change over time from the factory, right? Like the the original 04 and a half in a Duramax, uh, when they put veins in that turbo compared to the veins that look like in an LML, they, they look different. You can see they, they played with the size, they played with the depth, they played yeah. with how many veins come in it. But the L5P turbo threw us for a total loop. 
Oh yeah, that was a that was a whole new everything, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, so from you know, kind of like you've said, the LOIs, that's you know your biggest, thickest, tallest vein, and then all the way to the LMLs now, which is actually the shortest. So it seems as though you know they keep trying to get smaller when we're trying to get bigger. We want more flow, right? Better flow. I mean, we're you know when you're pushing the horsepower up that much, you know, you just need more air. Yeah. So that's 100 percent what we're going after. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the L5P, instead of having a single unison ring, it kind of has like almost two unison rings. One, yeah. Th- there's a, a flat plate, I guess you would say, on the top and bottom or front and back of the veins. Mm-hmm. So they all sit inside of there and they're all fixed into this cage. So when you guys were developing that, are you modifying a factory cage? Did you guys have to actually design, test, and cut and manufacture an entire cage pack? So, I mean, yeah, you're basically just blowing the whole thing up. Yeah. So, yeah, once you get there, I mean, you get the bigger sizes, bigger dimension on everything, making sure that it all works just like the stock one. And then you got to put it in the turbine or the turbine housing. Once you got it in there, you know, that's kind of where you want to make sure that, all right, so now we have this moving part together, this part together. Now we got to take the turbine, put the turbine in there, make sure that everything's lining up with that perfectly. We keep same tolerances the whole way through out the back side of the turbo. So, you know, now that you got that, and yeah, like you said, with it being kind of a whole assembly is just, you know, it makes it something else. You're adding all these different uh, procedures into it, different stuff. It's yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. different journey. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a very involved part. Um, something we didn't discuss in the video is exactly where we're at in the development process and what's went well and and where have been some of the challenges. And I don't want to get too far into that and give away any secrets. Uh, but I know for a fact, we're actually into the fitment stage where, where we've developed these parts. We've started Mm -hmm. to do test fitments on these parts and we're actually starting to see a prototype get fairly close. Is that accurate? Yes. Yep. Yeah. We've, uh, you know, I've got everything fixtured, set up, programmed. I mean, it's, Yeah. It's all been fit. So now we're uh, we're waiting on a couple other parts and you know different things like the compressor side. So that's posing some new challenges as well. Kind of making sure that we have the right compressor wheel to the turbine wheel. You know we don't want to overdo one side to the other, and it's just you know you're taking away from the performance that you're going to get out of there. So gotcha. now that we're kind of getting the turbine side, which is going to be the difficult, you know that's where we're really putting most of our focus. So, yeah. Yeah. Once. Uh, yeah. We've. You know, everything's been set up, cut for that. Uh, Yeah, moving on from there. I love it, man. Yeah, we're getting excited. I did a video yesterday after seven years of doing videos with us. It took me 25 takes to get one sentence out.